listening to the Ultimate Podcast for the Ultimate Flag Football League with your hosts, Steve and Danny. Join us as we break down all the games, players, and updates from around the league. So get ready, because it's time for some Top Talk. Off-season for St. Louis. We're jumping right into it. I want to talk about the giveaway. Okay. Someone won a free season. You got to listen to the SoCal Megacast. That's right. We break it first and foremost. So someone won a free season. Spoiler, it is someone from Los Angeles, so I'm going to make the St. Louis guys go listen. Sorry, St. Louis. (laughs) But it starts again. So every week you get them raffle tickets, and so listen to the podcast and get them in there. So it's going to be pretty epic, but we have an awesome show. I'm yes. your host right now, Danny. That's Steven. And we got Diane here with us. She's a tough, tougher veteran. Flag for, football veteran. Like, <laughs> you know what? Diane just told us she has, she is on her, what, 65th season? Something like that now. 65th flag football season in a row. Just blows my mind. I want to know how many of these St. Louis guys have played 65 flag football seasons. How many years does that accumulate over? Six years. Six years. Wow. Um, At some point, I was playing six days of the week, and so that's how they accumulate so quickly. So, you know, she's a huge flag football veteran, especially for the world of women's flag football. We had her as a guest on the SoCal Megacast, and yep. we're going to have her a guest on all the podcasts tonight, and I'm, I'm very excited to have her. we got an awesome show. St. Louis is going down for next season. It is. Second conference is on the board. We've got all kinds of stuff coming our way, and I want to kind of just start with the big game that just happened. You had hot, right. Hurricanes versus Wild Boys in a five-point game. Finally got the film to break down. Yeah, so that's what we're waiting for. So, <laughs> And it was epic. I mean... It was back and forth. It was. And and one of the things I noticed... I noticed a couple of things. I took some notes, and um, you know, there's a couple of things that I truly noticed. The Hurricanes started slow, and the Hurricanes did not have a touchdown right away, um, and, and I think that threw them off the rest of the game. But... <laughs> number seven on the wild boys mike ball yeah he is ridiculous he had himself three touchdowns in the tough cup and he just seems to find himself open in the end zone on any given play right and mm-hmm. just no one near him i don't know how he does it he's a magician right <laughs> and mike ball was one of the players in the initial st louis tournament way back when whenever that right. was a year ago or whatever it was and here he is still in the league. He's definitely one of those guys that's going to be here for seasons to come. And he might still be around come 2021 or whatever it is when it's time for the the whole National Tough Cup deal to come back. Spoiler alert, I might be talking about him on our uh, top five receivers list. Ooh. So we got some awesome stuff tonight, though. <laughs> St. Louis is going down. Here's a cool rumor that I hear. Okay. So obviously O'Fallon's coming. We're going to do that Tough 102 deal next week. That's right. Um. But you have a new conference manager in Tyler Henson. He's going to be running O'Fallon. That's right. And he was so confident, and still is, that the Titan Cup next season is going to go from a team from O'Fallon. Whoa. And the Wild Boys were like, there's no way we are getting the three-peat. There is no chance. Whatever you bring will beat every team in Creve and we'll beat every team that comes out of uh, O'Fallon. I mean, can you argue they're they're how they're twenty well, and zero? I'll come back to the Hurricanes as far as Creve Core goes. Who knows what's going to come out of O'Fallon? Right. Because ultimately, you're going to have a, a a conference champ from O'Fallon and a conference champ from Creve Core, and they're going to battle for the Titan Cup. Right. And 
But the Wild Boys said, no, there's no way. And the conference manager, Tyler Henson, who, by the way, has been awesome so far getting this new conference. So has Creve Course conference manager, Demarcus Tunstall. These guys are going to have an, an awesome, friendly rivalry. It's going to be pretty epic. It's going to be great for, for St. Louis. But what I'm getting to is, so Tyler Henson is so confident that an O'Fallon team will win the Titan Cup this season that he was willing to put whatever it took on the line against the Wild Boys. What? So the Wild Boys. So this here's what's going on. So he said if if the Wild Boys win the Titan Cup, he will buy every member of the Wild Boys a championship belt to wear. Whoa! Yeah, straight up. So there's a lot on the line. That's how confident he is. I'm. That's gonna be like 12 belts right there. <laughs> L- let me ask you and, something, Diane. As a player, mm-hmm. would you rather have a trophy or a belt? Oh, gosh, we we Ooh. never get opportunities to get championship belts. And so, <laughs> you know, only one person can have the trophy. That's um, true. I currently have the trophy for Ooh. my Tough Her team. Oh, you didn't um, bring it? <laughs> That's been tradition. Kaker brought but it last time. But if all of us could have championship belts, as you guys know, I'm a huge wrestling fan. Right. Yes. And so I would carry that everywhere I went. <laughs> the Tough League logo on <laughs> it and everything. That's pretty cool. So I had to break that news. That's what I hear is, is going on in St. Wow. Louis. So we got to get ourselves a podcast championship belt. That's what I said. Well, Sick. we're going to do the fantasy championship belt. That's so true. That's, that's going to be something. So St. Louis is definitely going to be insane next season. Yeah. I hear that there's there's a solid amount of teams in both conferences, Yeah. and it's going to be quite the battle. So let me ask you a question, Diane. Uh-huh. We have you here on the podcast, and um, you, you've speculated and watched some of the film from St. Louis a little bit here and there, and um, what do you think of this Wild Boys team? There's a lot of heat going back and forth, L.A. You know, versus St. Louis and all that mm-hmm. stuff, or San Diego and whatever it is. What do you think of this Wild Boys squad? Um, well, you know, I think based on sort of the social media presence, I think that they feel like they don't get the amount of respect that they deserve. True. You know, having gone 20 and 0, and it's really hard to go 20 and 0. Yeah. Period. You know, yeah. and, and by no fault of their own, I think that it's hard to – um, you know, list them as, you know, the best team in tough because the competition that they've played against isn't it's limited. You know, dojo. It right. isn't dream team. It isn't, you right. know, um, you know, it, you know, is not as robust as it is in LA right. and San Diego, but you know, you don't go 20, you know, by you know, by not being good. Yeah. And True. so, you know, everyone has an off day. Um, and you know, some games are harder than others and you always have a target on your back. And so I'm really impressed by one, their chemistry two their swag, three, their athleticism. You know, I think that they have it all. Yeah. And it's funny that you say that because you're right. They, you know, anyone can have an off day and there's been games that have come very close with the wild boys, especially in the tough cuff being a five point game and being the hurricanes. Mm -hmm. You say the wild boys have a target on their back and the hurricanes are aiming at that target in a big way. I mean, let's jump into it. Let's jump into it. Our, Our favorite segment, social media salt. Salt. So this is the segment where we're 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 trolling social media comments. I'm yes. gonna be right around it. And you know, as far as St. Louis goes, like you said, there's a huge social media presence as far as the Wild Boy goes and all these new teams that are emerging. St. Louis is just infatuated with tough right now. And like you said, I come back to the Hurricanes and you know, and Nick Saragos is an awesome quarterback for the Hurricanes. They've got an awesome squad and they really got a huge target on the Wild Boys jerseys, you know what I mean? And 
you know, and Nick Saragos is so confident that the Hurricanes are going to wipe out the Wild Boys this season. Whoa! And yeah, that's a big mm-hmm. deal. And 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 to be in in all reality, yes, as far as we know, judging off last season's gameplay, the Hurricanes are the number one contender. Yeah. To take out the Wild Boys, I agree with that. He said, not only does he bet. That the Wild Boys do not win St. Louis. He bets the Hurricanes will win the next match that they face the Wild Boys. And he's got $100 on each one, on each bet. He said, hashtag respect the Hurricanes. Wow. And you know what? I kind of I agree. When you're that confident, you got to have something up your sleeve. They've got to be practice, practicing an offseason or something. You know what? That was a five-point game. That's one play goes differently. We're talking Hurricanes new champs instead of Wild Boys. Granted, you know, credit words do. Wild Boys made sure that didn't happen. And, yes, they're the two-time champs. They're going for a three-peat. But Hurricanes are right up their tail. If the Wild Boys aren't careful, they might not even make it to the game to play whoever comes out of O'Fallon. It might be the Hurricanes. It might be the Red Dogs. It might be whoever comes out. So I think, like Diane brought up before, it's not as robust as Los Angeles is. And it's now, getting there, though. It's getting mm-hmm. there. With the new conference that's coming, you know, you're going to see new teams emerge. There's there's definitely a lot of hype of certain teams. I don't want to get into them yet for O'Fallon, but I will. And we're going to have an interview with the conference manager for O'Fallon. He'll break us down on all the new potential teams that are coming out on, on in the next upcoming offseason weeks. But I don't know, man. Wild Boys... I, I don't know. Stay to the end of the podcast if you for my <laughs> for my thoughts if they'll get the three P because that's the question. Will they get the three P? Right. And I I don't know. Yeah, we we'll we talked about that a little bit last week as well. Uh, I, I want to get into this. You know, we went through social media salt. We talked about breaking news. Yeah. I want to talk about uh, a theme this week in, in at least the the off season podcasts, and that's top fives. And I want to jump into my top five receivers for St. Louis. Okay. <laughs> You got honorable mentions or what? Not this week. Okay, so who's your your you're gonna go from fifth place to first place? That's correct. Who is number five? All right, number five on my list is Dennis Hughes of okay. the Kings. All right, he's a beast. Oh man, <laughs> huge possession receiver for them. Love it. Just all over the map. The Kings is as we talked about those targets. You know what? The Kings is absolutely a team that can swoop in next season. Yeah, a little biased for me because I I, I do like. But the Kings. bias aside, <laughs> they still did a lot. They still did a lot last season. And I was very impressed with their squad and their quarterback, Tom Hanahan. Like you said, playmakers like Dennis Hughes. And that's a top receiver. And uh, Okay, I'll give you number five. Okay. Kings, okay. Number okay. four, Chris <laughs> Jones on the Hurricanes. Okay. You know, if it wasn't simply for the quarterback just spreading the ball around, yeah. he would be – he could be the number one receiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know uh, – He's just he's a big, strong body receiver. That's great important hands. though, because you're, you're a good receiver and you're surrounded by other good receivers, so it can, becomes more of a leadership role at that point. Keeping your wide receiver core tight and everybody getting a piece of the pie, and that shows true leadership, and that has to go into top receivers, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, okay, and Diane, let me. I want to ask you a question, just uh-huh. real quick, um, before we jump into number three. Playing so many seasons of flag football, uh, what is it? What's the difference like between playing on a team that has, you know, five receivers that all do insanely amazing mm-hmm. or one guy that's just head and shoulders above the rest? What's that what's that chemistry like? What's that difference like? Um for me, I think that it really just depends on if we're winning or not, you know, and if we're if I'm on a winning team where one receiver does the work, I'm fine with that, but 
you know, if I'm on a team where it's spread around and we're winning, that's all that matters to me. And so, you know, I might have a smaller role on a team with one main receiver, but as long as we get that W in the championship, that's fine. That's very true. Hey. Very true. Hey, All I right. can't argue with that. <laughs> All right. All right, number three, the player we talked about earlier on the Wild Boys, Mr. Mike Ball. Okay. My number three spot. He. You again, could have picked quite a few receivers from the Wild Boys. Spoiler. I could. Is there any <laughs> any Wild Boys in number two and number one? No. Ooh. Are you f***ing high? <laughs> you got one Wild Boy, and that goes to show... You know, it's top five. All right. It's hard. Okay, but Mike Ball, that's a good one. Yeah, you know what? And for the reason, the reason I gave earlier, he just has this uncanny ability to just find himself open. Yeah. Okay. Um, Mike Hamilton of the Red Dogs. All right, I was waiting for that one. You know, number two, a team we haven't talked about yet. Yeah. Red Dogs is yet like the Kings and the Hurricanes. Red Dogs are right there. He and the Red Dogs with Mike Hamilton. I want to just say this about him: he's a great route runner, and yeah. he really just has a nose for the end zone. I would have put Mike Hamilton number one. Okay. But we'll get into that. I still want to hear who your number <laughs> one is. If we're doing fantasy, Mike Hamilton's going to get you some points. It's true. I'm it's a spoiler. True. I might be first to get him on my squad. We'll see. And number one, Levante mm, Reagans. Yeah, okay. Okay. You know. You're right. You're right. You're right. How can I leave him out? 21 touchdowns. Levante wow. Reagans of the Goonies. I mean, when have we really seen that? It's it's even in tough LA, it's hard to. Yes. I mean, there, there's rarely ever a receiver to break. 20 He's going to get you some points. Yeah, you know, and and that brings me back to you, Diane. I mean, when you have this is the first time we've seen two franchises from two different cities with the same name. So you've got Los Angeles Goonies and you've got St. Louis Goonies. Uh-huh. I mean, do you like that? I mean, I on I kind of think that that shouldn't that shouldn't happen. You shouldn't have two two franchises, and I get Tough League's going to get so huge that you're going to eventually run out of names, but I mean, I really, I, I don't know, I don't know how you feel about that, but I don't, I don't like it. I, I got, real quick, before you give your yeah. answer on how you feel. Uh-oh, you got something? I heard that the Downey Conference is getting a team called the Renegades, which came from St. Louis Ooh. as a franchise. Interesting. Oh, that's right. We didn't break that news on the SoCal Mega Cast. Coming next week. <laughs> Coming next week. Well, you're going to have a Los Angeles Renegades and then... The former St. Louis Renegades. Yeah, but see, that's okay because if the Renegades aren't active, franchises move from place to place. True. You know, you can have a franchise that hasn't been taken and you can take that as a team if you don't want to pay for your jerseys and stuff like that. So that that doesn't count in my book. Okay. That doesn't count. There's not two active teams with the same name. So what do you think about that? You think it should be allowed or not? We're taking Diana Tough Court. <laughs> well, I think in this case, um I'm actually really intrigued and I think that you all talked about this uh in a previous week um how the Goonies would stack up against each other. I think that would actually be an amazing game. Um you know, knowing what I know about the Van Nuys Goonies yeah. and you know, watching some of the film uh from the St. Louis Goonies, I actually think that would be um, you know, really competitive, excellent game. I think so, game. too. And a little side note for uh, Los Angeles. I want to know Diane's thoughts real quick. The Goonies got smashed by the Dream Team it's in the true, playoffs. But... Did you did you honestly expect anything different? No. And Ooh. I love <laughs> Alex Baryun. I play with him on, you know, several different teams. But the Dream Team is just on another level. Yeah, you and know? St. Louis and... is very aware of the Dream Team. <laughs> they are. Despite not winning the cup, but... 
They were very aware. And like you said, Alex Baryun's quarterback of the Los Angeles Goonies. That's right. And the Los Angeles Goonies got, they have a serious wide receiver core, but m- one of my favorite receivers on that core is Tommy Ruiz. And I would love to see how Tommy Ruiz would stack up against Levante Reagans. That's a huge matchup yeah. in itself. That's, you know, it's a very big size difference. But these are two receivers that are putting up numbers in a big way, and if in a fantasy matchup like this would be the showdown to see. Yeah, that that one for me, it's just it, you said it this yourself, the size difference. But they're two different types of receivers, right? Mm-hmm. Coming from two different regions, two totally different types of play, and that's been the biggest debate as far as how will these teams match up? Because remember, it ain't just Los Angeles, San Diego, and St. Louis now. You got Phoenix now. That and starts this season. There are some major other cities coming Major soon. cities, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be a lot of speculation from now until the time the National Tough Cup comes back around. All this being said, there's really only one big question. I want to jump into it. This is Diane's Crystal Ball. The Tough Talk Podcast, Crystal Ball. Here's the thing about the future. All right. So, you know, the Crystal Ball that I'm seeing, um, you know, the... The question on everyone's mind is, will the Wild Boys three-peat? Mm-hmm. That's and, right. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm torn about this because, you know, winning three championships in a row is really hard. Yeah. Um, but I think that the Wild Boys, with just how well they play together, um, you know, and it's apparent from the way that they play that they, when they're winning, they hype themselves up, and it's a feedback loop. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the energy that they bring to the field – um, you know, once they get on a roll, I think that they're going to be hard to stop. And, you know, do much due respect to the Hurricanes. I don't see anyone toppling. Wow, not even at old Fallon. All right, and that means Tyler Henson's going to be buying 12 championship belts. <laughs> you heard it first on Diane's Crystal Ball. The Wild Boys are going to get the three-peat. That's right. All right, we'll see. Stay tuned next week. It's going to be awesome. I want to thank you, Diane, for being here. I want to thank you, Stephen, for being here. <laughs> oh, well, you're welcome. <laughs> and we'll see you guys next week. I'm Danny, that's Stephen, that's Diane, and we're out. Listen to the Tough Talk Podcast every Wednesday morning. Every Wednesday morning, new episode, Tough Talk Podcast. Stephen Danny Morty. Love and love it. Tough Talk. <laughs>